Welcome back, my doers, dreamers, and creators. You're listening to My Work in Progress. And for those of you who are listening in for the first time, it's just welcome, right? Welcome to the My Work in Progress podcast. My name is Heidi Vega, and on today's episode, we're going to get into self-therapy. Now, if you're new here, um, the My Work in Progress podcast is essentially just about owning the fact that we are all a work in progress, that perfection isn't the goal, right? Um, the goal is to be always growing and better than the day you, better than the day, better than you were the day before and kind of, um, you know, just always embracing the fact that life is one big you know, process is one big journey. And it's not about the end goal. It's about living in the moment, going through the ups and downs, and really trying to embrace all that that comes with. So that being said, uh, today, although I am going to be talking about self therapy, I want to disclose I am not a therapist. I am not a licensed physician. Um, I'm coming from a place of you know, trial and error and going through it myself and having talks with other people who have therapied themselves out of situations. And in these trying times, I think therapy is becoming more and more necessary and yet less and less accessible for a lot of us because it does cost what I would say a grip. Um, to me, that's it's a lot of money and it's not money that I just have to spend on that and I do see therapy as somewhat essential and yet um, you know I still need to eat and survive (laughs) eat uh, sleep you know have a roof over my head and survive especially with a kid so it's not on you know it's not the first thing that gets paid (laughs) at the beginning of the month and so currently I'm not doing any form of therapy outside of self-therapy. Um, so we're going to explore the pros and cons, obviously, kind of explore what self-therapy really means, um, the different forms. And at the end, of course, I'm going to provide some tools or ideas for you guys to get started on your own self-therapy if you so choose to. Um, that is it for the intro. Let's get into the episode. Okay, before we start off this episode, I think I should very much (laughs) say that I hella forgot to update or publish an episode last week. So um, in case you came to check in and then just saw the same episode as the week prior, your eyes were not deceiving you. There's nothing wrong with technology it can't you can't blame it on technology it was my bad it was my fault um and I did not post last week and I'm trying to stay as accountable as possible and I'm trying to stay as consistent as possible so I feel like in order to be consistent and stay accountable I have to call out the elephant in the room and that is the elephant in my room I don't know if it's in yours but it's definitely in mine and so I'm calling it out There you go. There you are. Now it's gone. So now we can move on. Um, Self-therapy. All right. So to me, self-therapy really started to come about as an idea um, when I realized that 
most of the self-help books that you may read are trying to perform some type of therapy on you in a way. A lot of them start to target cognitive behavioral problems and find ways to basically therapy you out of it. So it changes the way you think about things are going on and it tries to change the way that you're behaving by asking you to, you know, do certain things, maybe certain challenges. Uh, Most recently, the most recent self-help and I put this in quotes because I don't really actually like the term self-help, but I'm using it anyways um, because it's the most common term for the kind of genre that I'm talking about, uh, is the Can't Hurt Me book. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have read it, but it's a really good read. Um, but within it, it has challenges for you to do. And that's what I'm talking about. That's kind of, It's definitely a form of therapy to involve you and say like, okay, this is what you can do. This is what you can go home with and try to put into practice. So that being said, um, I think a lot of us who have done kind of tried to do self-help or have tried to do self-improvement type of material have done some sort of of self-therapy because at the end of the day, that's kind of basically what it is, is, is therapy. Now, there's a lot of us who um, end up forgetting <laughs> how therapy requires not just a knowledge of what is happening, but, an, but action behind it in order for it to be successful. And obviously, there's different kinds of therapy. Um, I think the one that requires the least bit of action as far as like going out and doing something specific but requires more action as far as like the your mental processes. So you have to think kind of hard about things. You have to put things, try to put things in perspective mentally is psychoanalysis, right? Where you sit down and you talk things out to try to gain an in understanding of usually past events or maybe your present situation. Um, and... Those things kind of, we kind of psychoanalyze ourselves a lot of the time. We think about our past. We may ruminate over our past, which is not the same thing as psychoanalysis, right? Because when you ruminate, you're not really trying to gain a new perspective. You are staying within the same perspective and just playing it over and over in your head. And getting anxiety or some angst about playing it over and over your head as you experience the same emotions as you did at that moment um but whether self-therapy is right for you or not really depends on your resolve to do it um to the best of your ability and your ability to believe that that you can um it also is of course going to depend on what your situation really is if it's something uh, very much traumatizing and may actually require other people's help, especially somebody who is licensed to help you. Um, that's definitely a thing. But at the end of the day, I think enough studies, from what I've seen, enough studies have shown that self-therapy is very effective, can be very effective. And in this time that we're living in, I think some therapy is better than no therapy and some 
self-improvement, some growth, and trying to work your way out of maybe a really bad space is better than saying, well, if I can't do the whole thing, then I'm just not going to do it at all. I don't think, if anything, I've always learned that that's not, you know, some is better than none uh, oftentimes. So let's go over a little bit um, and explore a little bit of the different types of therapy in case you're not aware. So there's a lot of different kinds. Uh, Like I said, there's the psychoanalysis and psychodynamic, which is an approach that really focuses on changing problematic behaviors, feelings, and thoughts by tapping into maybe the unconscious or the childhood traumas, right? Um, I think psychoanalysis only goes so far. And that is only, I only believe that because um, in and of itself, it does not require um, necessarily an action. It's just, it requires an understanding, which I think is definitely only a small part of the bigger therapy uh, benefits, right? Is an understanding, but then like an understanding only goes so far. Understanding is different from action in, in, in from my personal uh, opinion, right? There's the cognitive and behavioral therapy. Um, so there's cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, CBT, um, and it's uh, widely recognized and it's widely used. Um, but their cognitive and behavioral therapy, like as a separate thing, is also technically you know independent forms of therapy, although they're, the belief that they u- they work better in conjunction is far and wide. There's a humanistic therapy, there's ex- existential therapy. Therapists themselves, as far as I can tell, are not necessarily, don't try not to restrict themselves to just one type of therapy, but use kind of a better, a more like a holistic approach, an integrated approach. So that being said, um, those are different type, types of therapy. The easiest therapy to do on oneself is going to be that cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, and a few, even a few sessions of cognitive behavioral therapy uh, is said to be very effective. And especially even a self-directed one can be very effective. Um, and that's where we get into self-therapy. So depending on what you're going through, um, different therapies are meant for different types of situation. But most of us um, and most of our issues can be definitely tackled from a cognitive behavioral therapy position. Although I do agree that a holistic approach is the best approach because you're kind of taking a little bit from each one and seeing that it's it's it makes up the whole so there's not a one size fits all there's not a cure all in this it's it's honestly based off trying to fit the puzzle together finding the pieces and then putting them together and finding the pieces can be part of the hard <laughs> the the really hard part right finding what works for you what makes you move in the morning, what causes triggers, what helps with the triggers, and such. Um, There's so many 
tools. And I'm going to give you guys a little bit of background. I had a conversation with one of my very best friends, which led kind of to this idea of me doing this episode because I realized that I was in self-therapy. I don't think I realized it until much more recently that I have been doing self-therapy on myself for quite some time now, but I've only begun to really get good at it. I think therapists themselves, it takes practice of them working with their clients, working with people in order to get good at maybe noticing a few things, maybe um, acclimating to that person's needs, and then being able to communicate to them. And I think very likewise, I have only started really now to become in tune with where my faults lie, where my triggers lie, where the soft spots in me lie, what are the um, things that still need to get rounded out, I guess, and how I can actually tackle those. I've become much more industrious, I I would say, um, is the word industrious? No, Um, more uh, innovative, I guess, and kind of just like uh what is the word when you're very I'm at a loss for the word but it's kind of like when you're very much a DIY kind of person you learn to get scrappy about how you're going to put stuff together and I've only really recently not just believed in my ability to do that but put it into practice so that I can have that confidence that I can do it myself. Um, Obviously, I'm kind of backed into a corner. It's not as if I am like, no, I don't want to see see a therapist, but more so I can't afford to. So what can I do now for myself? And as problems have become bigger problems, I think small problems in your teenage years and even in your early 20s, um, if they're not taken care of or tackled or you try to understand them, they just grow in size and become bigger, bigger problems as you're growing older. So it's like one of those things where the more you ignore it, the bigger it gets until you finally come to face it. And it's huge. Um, and it's that's kind of what it was for me, um, specifically about my eating disorder and um, some of my issues with the way I look at myself, self-image. And that has really become one of those things that I've had to try to tackle. Um, uh, and if I don't, it, it will really destroy me in a lot of ways. So it's my, those are my demons, you know, um, that I'm currently dealing with. And the self-therapy has been, it's been interesting to see myself go through those movements. And talking with my friend, it was interesting to hear her talking about going through kind of a self-therapy and having to be two people in her head almost, being being a, a couple of different people to yourself. You have to be your parent, your therapist, you know, your best friend at times. And you have to take on those roles sometimes in order to get yourself out of tricky situations because no one else is going to do it for you. And although you may have a great support system, at the end of the day, there are some things 
that only you know and that only you can really overcome by becoming real with yourself. And even a therapist, you know, the only downfall I see for for are more so the benefit I see of being doing self therapy is that you cannot hide from yourself necessarily. I mean you can and if anything, if I learned anything in AP psychology or any of the psychology classes I took in college is that you can definitely hide things from yourself, but your ability to find those things are like, you're right there. You're already in there. You just need to find like the keys, the crawl spaces, the attics of your own mind in order to unlock some of the things that you may have been suppressing, right? So um, going forward, I want to explore different options, um, different tools, and self-therapy, I will say for me, um, has become one of the most adult things I've done in my life. I think adulting really goes hand in hand with self-therapy because you may look at your life and think, well, my life hasn't been that bad. I haven't gone through something super traumatic or something in comparison to other people you may know in your life. And yet therapy is still beneficial. And even though you are playing this comparison game of saying, well, my life wasn't hard as like so-and-so who I know went through this and that, it's still you. Like, Don't base yourself on other people's trauma to then quantify your own. Take into account maybe where you are feeling triggered or where you are feeling like there's something missing or there's something that I'm not quite understanding and allow yourself to heal, you know, even if you don't feel like there's a lot of healing to do. I think that's the thing that I struggled with, especially in my early 20s. I had I was struggling to see like oh no it's not that serious or it's not that big of a deal or people go through worse stuff and you know I don't need therapy or I don't need to heal anything I've had a great childhood or whatever um but that's just it you know the fact that you're like putting it off because you think like no I'm good I don't need it is often a sign that you know, maybe you do, or maybe you're not, you're just not willing to like peek in and see if there is something you need. Maybe you're not willing to look and see past, you know, just being like, no, I'm fine. I don't want to create something that's not there. You don't want to create something that's not there, but at the same time, you know, hiding from it, if you're not, if there's nothing to see, then what's the problem with looking? What's the problem with opening that door and saying like is there anything to you know fix or see and some some of the behavioral and cognitive problems isn't like oh it has to be a trauma that caused it or that you know started it it could just be you know bad habits and bad um, self-talk and even if it doesn't come from a family member that talked to you a certain way or bullying that happened when you're a kid it's still obviously present and a problem for you or something that you have yet to overcome so why not look at self-therapy as a way to get you to the other side therapy doesn't have to just be focused on source and past that's more psychoanalysis psychodynamic therapies and I don't think there's anything wrong with it but but I think at the core, we don't just want to have an understanding of where it comes from. I think that's only part of the equation. I think the bigger part is how do we overcome? How do we change now? How do we move forward? 
So some really easy resources or or venues of a way to start self-therapy obviously would be online therapy they have tons of apps now I'm sure you've seen them unless it's just me but I've seen them especially if you're watching like anything late at night it's like you need therapy it's like telling me I need therapy because I'm up at like 12 in the morning or one in the morning um, but there's ads for different apps that will help you start to do some self-therapy um, which I think are great resources um there's also therapy workbooks, which is kind of what I'm doing currently for the eating disorder. I am doing a workbook, um, and I did talk about it on my last episode, and you know that that's definitely a form of therapy. Um, there's definitely different types of workbooks for different types of issues. Um, there's mindfulness, so the practice of being mindful, especially if you have trouble with the way you think you know, the way you think about yourself and life and others. There's mindfulness that keeps you um, mindful of those really just rampant thoughts that you may go into in your head, those like really um, annoying kind of negative voices in your head. Uh, mindfulness is a really great practice. It, I think it's a really great practice for anyone, but especially if that's what you struggle with and that causes a lot of behavioral issues. Uh, journaling is really amazing and it is a form of self-therapy. It's a form of getting out what you need to. It's like talking to someone else, but you're writing it out. Um, there are, of course, like different courses that you can do online and stuff online is definitely providing many more venues to do self-therapy but I think the best self-therapy is a combination of kind of all of those and self-reflection is a form of therapy in and of itself and I think that's really where you'll find what will and won't work for you is when you're able to reflect on what has worked what isn't working where you're trying to improve Um, and yeah, so that being said, um, I want to just leave you guys with a little bit of inspiration maybe to do this. I know that, um, we often see therapy as something like only necessary for people going through a really hard time. Um, and for someone who has, uh, some, (laughs) some um, incessant negative self-talk often. I know how it feels to kind of push yourself to the side and say, nah, I'm good. I don't need it. And feel like you don't need anyone else's help and feel like, you know, you're good and I need to just stop being a baby, (laughs) right? About what I'm going through and just buck up and just use that free will and, and it's all about willpower. And I just, you know, that just kind of talk that pushes you away from trying to do this kind of self-therapy is more of a reason why you need it. And if you have gone through a lot in your life, I'm not saying self-therapy is going to fix it all, but I think it's a start. And I would rather see you guys move forward with something positive that at the end of the day, even if it doesn't, it's not a cure-all, even if you don't feel like you got everything out of it and that you're quote-unquote fixed because you never will be right we're not meant to be fixed humans aren't meant to be a fixed perfect 
robot. We are meant to be <laughs> flawed. We are, our beauty is often sometimes in our flaws and our ability to overcome those flaws and move forward from those flaws. I think our beauty is in our growth. I think the beauty of the world is in its growth. I think the beauty of mother nature is in its growth as well as its decay and then growth there like from from the ashes still rising up over again and that's why i think self-therapy is is a venue that should be explored if you haven't already and maybe it's very likely that you have but your intention hasn't necessarily been self-therapy and i think intention is very important when you're doing self-therapy that that's what you're doing to name it is is powerful and it gives you a better sense of, of understanding that you don't have to be perfect here on out. I think if you do anything in life and feel like it has to be perfect the first time around, it, it hinders you from, from actually doing the best that you can do because the best that you can do is fail and get back up, you know? Um, so (laughs) that being said, I have to do the best I can do with the little one that has woken up from her nap. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I hope maybe this helps you want to start some self therapy and, um, Thank you guys again for listening. You hear in the background, I got to do mom, mom tings right now. So I'm going to get to that. Uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful Monday and a wonderful rest of your week. And I hope intention moving forward is to explore self-therapy. And if not, then that's cool too. You know, I'll see you guys on the next episode and hopefully we can converse about something special. Please don't hesitate to hit me up uh dm on instagram that's usually where i socialize online um at it's me heidi v and if you guys want to check out the uh, instagram handle that is more dedicated to what i'm doing now with self-therapy as far as eating disorders go then follow me at uh, i'm better babe and that's all I'm going to leave you guys with. Oh, don't forget to review this podcast from wherever you're listening from. And if you enjoyed today's episode and you haven't already, please, please follow, subscribe, um, all of that good stuff so you know when a new episode comes out. All right? All right. Thanks, guys. Don't forget to be unapologetically a work in progress. <laughs>